It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube, over 750, wait, hold on, what? 950 subscribers, what am I doing? 950, we're over that number, got to get to 1,000 by Monday, just completely botched the opening to today's show. Uh, make sure to also uh, listen to the show if you don't want to watch the show, which it's okay, shame on you. But to just subscribe. You don't have to watch, just subscribe, but still, I want you to watch. But listen to the show on all your favorite podcasting platforms, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey. We're on all of them. So go ahead and check out the show there wherever you get your podcasts. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council or every single Friday. Like today, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on a show between Monday and Thursday from that week on YouTube. And I will get to those questions on the weekly Friday mailbag. Let's go ahead and get into it this week. And we'll start off with a question that came from Ronit, who watches the show on YouTube like you should do and subscribe to. Friday mailbag. If all know this year, okay. If we, oh my, here and we got Ronan. What did you, what'd you do here? I gotta read, I gotta like read these things before because I totally messed. Okay. If we all know this year's quarterback draft is weak, missed the word there. If we all know this quarterback's draft is weak, could it be possible that Carolina is bluffing about drafting a quarterback so that the Giants feel more comfortable about drafting a tackle at seven and trading five as they think Carolina drafts a quarterback at six, allowing Carolina to draft that tackle? I know it's a long shot, but man, I don't like any of these quarterbacks in this class. I agree with you there, Ronan. I don't really love any of the quarterbacks in this class. And it's not like I don't like them. Like, I like Corral. I like the idea of Willis. Don't love Pickett. Don't like Pickett. So not really interested in that at all. And of course, I love emotionally Sam Howell, although I'm fairly skeptical of how successful he can be as a signal caller at this level in the National Football League. Sure, the Panthers could be bluffing. We had the conversation a couple days ago about how serious Panthers are actually about drafting a quarterback at six. We know it's too rich. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They have needs. They don't have a pick until 137 in the fourth round. They got to find a way to get back in day two and the most uh, likely way to do that or the wisest way to do that is probably to trade back from six to later on in the first round and get back into day two. That's what they should do. So maybe they are trying to fake out Joe Shane, the new general manager up there with the New York Giants and convince them that, hey, you're cool. You're safe to take a player there at seven that you would want. But maybe they're not. Either way, I don't know how really interested they are in taking a quarterback at six, just knowing that. Just compare last year. Mac Jones, Justin Fields are better than all the guys that are out here available and the Panthers bypass on them for Sam Darnold. Now, maybe they get really, uh, maybe they freak out and they get desperate 
And they're like, we got to take a quarterback now. And they make the decision, but it would be a poor decision to make right there at six. Unless, of course, well, they feel like they're a wild. Even still, no way they think that one of those guys is the sixth best player in this draft. Moving on to Paul. Hey, Julian. Hey, Paul. What would you say is the best move for the Panthers at six out of quarterback, O-line, trade back, and best player available? I think what they need to do is trade from six to 12 or 13 and get a second and third for this year. With that pick, we go O-line and grab Bailey Zappi. The fifth round um, pick, Bailey Zappi is someone who can compete with Darnold and possibly replace him if he pans out. Grab a quarterback next year. Your thoughts, dude? No, no, big no on the Bailey Zappi thing. Like, okay, let's get a. You hear what you're saying? Let's get a quarterback in the fifth round, and that guy's going to compete with Sam Darnold. I get it, Tom Brady, six round pick. Let's not do that. Come, Bailey Zappi, let's bring him in as a fifth round pick and let him compete with Sam Darnold. No, if you're going to bring in a quarterback, you need to draft one in the first round just because of the financials of the rookie contract and having the fifth year option. That's what you need to do. If you're going to take a quarterback at all, get one in the first round, then we'll get one at six, but you want to get one. You need to get one in the first round for that zappy at fifth, fifth round pick. That does not suggest that he's going to come in here and be the franchise. Like that. No, you don't draft a quarterback in the fifth round and think that they're going to develop into your franchise quarterback. That's a developmental guy. They already have one in PJ Walker. They don't need another one and a kid who was at Houston Baptist in the FCS and then went to Western Kentucky. We talk about level of competition all the time in football. Hard pass on Bailey Zappi. I know they talked to him, but especially, I mean, fifth round, I think he's going to probably go higher than that, maybe. I don't have no idea where they have him projected. But you're not bringing in a quarterback in the fifth round and think he's going to compete with Sam Darnold. Like, that's just telling you right then and there that Sam Darnold is absolutely the starter going to next year. Um, if you want to grab a quarterback, don't grab one this year. Grab one next year. Because I, I see what you, you bring up then draft one next year. No, either draft one of the top guys in the first round this year or get one next year. That's what I would do. But as far as best move um, at six out of quarterback O-line trade BPA, uh, well, the worst move would be drafting a quarterback. Uh, then I guess BPA would be the third. Uh, that could also go online if they think O-line. So trade backs, probably the one, the top option. Then an O-line slash best player available then way down in the bottom is a, a quarterback there at six uh Vietnam 26 he's a commenter on YouTube he's got a question he said would getting a quarterback in the late first round and landing a top defender in a second be something that the Panthers might do if so then what will the answer at O-line depth at left tackle be uh yes I do think that's something that they might do and would love to do and I think ideally for a lot of people that would be totally fine you get your quarterback right there in the first round. You have the fifth-year option. You have time. You can sit him out for a year and then still have four years. If you want to exercise that fifth-year option, allow them to prove to you that they are the guy. Uh, the clock, you, you got to do it right away if you get a second-round quarterback. Got to start him from day one. As you saw what happened with, Cle with uh, Houston last year. Now, the Tyrod Taylor situation allowed them to start Davis Mills from day one. But they have to find out what they have in Davis Mills. And you'd have to find out what you have in that second-round pick if you do take a quarterback past the first round. Landing a top defender in the second round, totally fine with that. If you can find someone who can help this team uh, defensively, especially if they can be a defensive end and be able to set the edge and stop the run, I'm cool with it. As far as the line depth, Brady Christensen, he would start at left tackle, and behind Brady Christensen would be Cam Irving. So you got two guys who are capable at starting at left tackle. One of them, Irving, who's awful at it. Another one, Brady Christensen, who looks like he's a little bit better at it. We will see, though. If it pans out and if it doesn't pan out, then, you know, there's always next year to show and try and figure out who the left tackle is. But the depth there, 
they would be fine. They would have two options, and the top option would be Brady, Brady Christensen. All right, Zachary, Friday mailbag question. Uh, should the Panthers just take best play available in this year's draft and wait till next offseason to make a strong run at acquiring Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray like the team did for Deshaun Watson? No, 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 no. Have we not learned our lesson? Come on. You sound, is this, are you actually David Tepper? Stop it. No, stop chasing after these quarterbacks. Now, looking at the roster would be in a far more attractive spot next season. And there would probably be a new head coach next season if they're going out there and trying to find a new quarterback. But Lamar, he's, I don't know what the situation is, but he's going to stay in Baltimore. I know Kyler Murray still wants to get paid. And that could turn into a situation in Arizona where, he doesn't get paid. I don't know why they wouldn't pay him. Um, you should get to the playoffs. He's former number one pick. Been good for you. I, I don't really get why. what the hell's going on there. But the way he handled that situation by putting out that statement via his agent, not a great look for Kyler Murray. And there's also been questions about his leadership and whether his teammates actually like him. I don't really love the idea of Kyler Murray coming here. The Carolina, honestly, I really don't know. Don't even really believe that he's actually that guy, but he's done enough to where the team that drafted him should absolutely re-sign him. Doesn't have to be any mega money or for a long time. He can get out of it after a couple of years, but chasing after Lamar next year or Kyler Murray next year. No, which stop doing that. If you're going to take, if, if you're going to get a quarterback at this point in time, just draft one. Scott Fitters talked about the financials of it and how it makes the most sense. Just do that. Just stop it. And best player available, that should always be the goal and what they want to do in the draft. You also have to look at your needs. And you see one position, another position, and you need the other position more than the other one, and you're kind of similarly ranked. You know, maybe take the need instead of the straight up, okay, that's guy six on our board. Maybe we can take the eighth guy instead because actually we need that position. So that's what I would say. But no, stop chasing after quarterbacks. All right, take a quick pause here on the show, then I'll come back here and answer more of your questions here on this edition of Locked on Panthers and the weekly Friday mailbag. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's get back into these questions here on this edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag on Lockdown Panthers. Going over to James now. Good morning, Julian. Good morning, James. Uh, thoughts occurred to me about the QB1 situation while listening to the mailbag segment on the way to work. So this is from last week. First, there is a lot of bold predictions about how great next year's quarterback class will be. Second, I am to believe that we can find a long-term answer in the group coming out next season and that he will be ready day one. Finally, 
The quarterback class next season will have a much better NFL type traits in this season. Sorry for the lengthiness, but there's no way to guarantee that next year's quarterback class will be anything more than average. I'm not advocating for any of the current current quarterbacks available in this year's draft. I've seen too many can't miss college athletes become just another guy in the NFL. And I, I respect that. That kind of goes back to when we had the conversation with the host of Locked on Bills, uh, Joe Marino, who also works for the Draft Network, lives here locally in Charlotte, does a great job. If you guys have any interest in, interest in what's going on with the draft, go check out his podcast. I think it's Draft Dudes. And also go check out Locked on Bills if you ever want to do that. Make that your second listen after making Locked on Panthers your first listen. Uh, but he ta- I asked him, like, hey, wait, shouldn't they just wait till next year when they have CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and maybe Spencer Rattler bounces back at South Carolina? We'll see what happens to Keaton Slovis at Pitt. Wouldn't that make more sense to go after those quarterbacks instead of getting one now? And he said to me, no, we, we still don't know what Bryce Young's really going to look like in the NFL. And same thing with CJ Stroud. We're not totally 100% confident about those guys being the end all be all. We'll see how it pans out in the end. But he said, the Panthers need to go ahead and select their quarterback now and find their quarterback and identify that guy now, especially Scott Fitterer. Because if he wants to be here long term in Carolina, he needs to find a quarterback and someone who can lead his organization in his offense for the long term. And obviously Matt Rule, who's whipped at it twice, would also love to have the opportunity to find that guy who he can, you know, attach his wagon to moving forward. But it looks like Matt Rule probably won't be here past the season, especially if they don't win. So I don't disagree at all with what you're bringing up there and your thoughts about, you know, maybe we shouldn't just wait till next year and that these those guys might not work out. And it's also what position will the Panthers be in next year? If they have a better roster, it looks like on paper, and the quarterbacks in the NFC aren't great, so you can still probably get a buy with average quarterback play and win enough games to maybe put yourself in the wild card position. That's not going to lead to a top ten pick and being sitting there right there at six like we are this year. So they've gone from six, where they gone from seventh, eighth, and sixth the last three seasons. Will they be in that position next season? I don't know. So that's a decent point that James brings up there. All right, on to Jeff. Julian, I would like to see the Panthers draft an offensive lineman in two weeks and play out the season with Sam Darnold at quarterback. If he is good enough, then we won't be in a position to draft a quarterback. If he is just average or below, we could take we could look to bring in either Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield as free agents and therefore not spend any draft capital. What do you think? Okay, so you want to bring in, you want them to draft an O-lineman in two weeks. So I would imagine, so you want that at six and you want Sam Darnold. If he's good enough, then they won't be in position to draft quarterback. Well, if he's good enough, then maybe he's proven himself, like he said he's already done, according to uh, himself on that podcast with Terrell Lawan. If he plays well, then that would likely lead to a new contract here in Carolina. If he's just average or below, then you say that they could either bring in Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield as reagents. Now, we don't know how that situation is going to play with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy only has one year left on his deal. Baker has a fifth-year option as well. So they're both set to be free agents in 2023. What's to say, like, if Jimmy, had he been healthy, would likely have been traded, then signed an extension wherever he would have gone. Now, that's not probably not going to be the case. But are those really the guys that you're looking to go sign next year? Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield, like if Darnold's not good, rules fired, the new head coach is going to be like, yeah, give me Jimmy G or give me Baker. I I don't think that makes a lot of sense to me. It could be an option. I just don't, I don't think that that should be anywhere near the plan if that's what it comes down to next season here in Carolina. 
Okay, let's go to Scott now. Says, for the Friday mailbag, if Rule took an OT, so an offense tackle at six, and, and and missed the playoffs, but we were around eight, nine, nine, and eight, would he likely be able to gain one more year? He said, I would be willing to see what he could do in 2023 if the team was obviously improved and appeared a quarterback away, put that in quotes, quarterback away. I agree with you that this team is not just a quarterback away. If Neil or Quanu falls, that has to be a no-brainer at six, in my opinion. Yeah, Matt Rule doesn't make the playoffs. He's gone. He's gone. And I've I've held this opinion as well that it's not making the playoffs. That's just enough. It's making the playoffs and really having the quarterback situation solved. Now, if you make the playoffs and Darnold was great for you all year, and it was true that all he needed was a good offensive line and that he needed healthy playmakers, and that's all that was missing. That Sam Darnold, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't him at all. It was Adam Gase. It was Todd Bowles. It was the injuries, the O-line, McCaffrey being hurt. That, that's what it was. It was never Sam Darnold. That is somehow true. And Darnold plays well, then the quarterback position would appear to be solved. But if they may, if they just backdoor their way into the playoffs because the NFC sucks and the quarterback play is average, I don't think that Matt Rule gets a, third, a fourth season because what did he really show? Okay, Scott Fitter built a better team this year, and they, okay, they found their way in, but someone had to go. You got to take seven teams now. I don't know. That's just, I don't think that's good enough. Eight and nine, losing season, three losing seasons. No, come on, get out of here. Nine and eight still. I don't, I don't think just going to the playoffs is enough for Matt Rule. I go back to Mike Malarkey, who was in the news last week when he was in Tennessee. Made the playoffs, Marcus Mariota, won a playoff game then lost in a division around. Now, a lot of that, um, him getting relieved of his duties, stemmed upon they wanted him to hire a new OC. They wanted him to get rid of Terry Rubisky, who was his OC, and his buddy didn't want to do that. So I said, okay, you're out of here. Brian and Mike Rabel, things have worked out for Tennessee. They had to go find someone else because the guy that they had wasn't their long-term head coaching option. And that might be the same case where you look across town in Charlotte, the Hornets, with James Rago, got him to the playoff game, playing tournament game, two straight years, got their doors blown off, but maybe they need to bring in somebody else who can help elevate them. Kind of like Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr, and what happened with Golden State. Now having Steph Curry and those kind of guys helps out a lot. They don't have that here in Charlotte. No, the Hornets might have one in LaMelo Ball. So just with that kind of comparison between the organizations and kind of head coach, like Carolina needs to be in position to show that they can be more than just a team that just makes the playoffs like moving forward. So I don't think that Matt Rule's safe by just making the playoffs. Like Mike Malarkey wasn't safe by just winning in the playoffs and advancing to the divisional round. There was just no really clear plan in sight that showed that he was going to be the guy long-term for the uh, Tennessee Titans there. So that's kind of how I look at it with how that's all played out. So we'll see how it works out here in Carolina. All right, let me take another quick pause. And I think, and he has another question, uh, Scott does. I'll answer his second question and the rest of the questions that we have left here on this weekly edition of the Friday Mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Hey, y'all, let me tell you about Built Bar, which is one of the most amazing protein bars that you can ever have. Introducing Built Bar Puffs. Have you tried them? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars ever. Puffs are the first ever. Protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs have become a fan favorite with their incredible flavors. Think about this yummy cinnamon me e churro. Yeah, yummy cinnamon me 
E Sure, I can't even say it. It's so delicious and so good. Coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie, all of them so good. Go check out your new favorite flavors there with Bilt Bar Puffs. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including Puffs. 100% real chocolate on every single Bilt Bar. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting, and they're better for you. Um, the great thing about Bilt Bar as well is they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. So go to BiltBar.com or go to Built.com, rather, and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15, 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's wrap up this uh, Friday here on Locked On Panthers. Scott had a second question, uh, if I will, and I will. Um, If they were going to go against all predictions and take a defensive player at six, who would be your choice for the Carolina Panthers? Hmm. I still love Kyle Hamilton. I can't do that, though. Um, the, the Trayvon Walker guy is, is intriguing to me. Now, it sounds like he might go a little bit higher than six, but the idea that he could also be a down lineman on the edge, you could pass rush and stop the run, and he's coming from that Georgia defense. If y'all watched Georgia this past year, you, you know how ridiculous those dudes were. Give me any player from the Georgia defense. They're at six. I'm totally fine with it. Seriously, any player. I don't care if they're supposed to be a fifth-round pick. Give me that player from six, at six. If he played at Georgia, that's cool with me. I, I'm not serious, though, but actually, like, I would be fine with Trayvon Walker there at six if that's what they wanted to do. Now let's go to um, Manuel or Manuel. Not sure whether I got your name right there. Uh, he has two questions. Um, if we don't sign Cam back, do you think that will be the last time he touches an NFL field? And second, who do you think will be get the most reps on the edge replacing Reddick? Okay, so the Cam thing. We keep talking about and getting asked. I get asked about that. And we know the reports that came out that the Panthers and Cam have talked. I think it was Matt Rule actually spoke to Cam. And they talked about Cam coming back and being the backup to Deshaun Watson, which really weird to ask Cam to, hey, you know, you used to be the franchise here. We're going to bring in Deshaun. We want you to be the backup. Now, Cam said he's not going to come back for no 5-12. and 12. You get Deshaun in. Uh, that's a playoff team, what they've been able to do. If they would have been able to do the same things, I think it's a playoff team. So Cam might have been cool with that, sitting back there behind the shot, even though I think it's the weirdest thing to ask Cam Newton here in Charlotte with the Carolina Panthers to be the backup quarterback, considering he's the greatest quarterback that we've ever had. And he took our franchise to great heights. Now, we didn't win a Super Bowl, never had back-to-back winning seasons, but four playoff appearances in five years, never done that until he got here. To ask him that, Sounds kind of ridiculous to me. Same thing with if they're going to be like, because I've already said this. If I if Cam was going to come, if he wanted to come back to Carolina, he would have already signed that here. If they had already offered him the actual opportunity to compete for the starting job, that would have already been offered. Now, Fitterer says whoever the quarterback comes in to compete, wh- whoever comes in, if they bring a quarterback, will get an opportunity to compete. 
If that's what they wanted for Cam Newton, they would have already done that. If they believe Cam Newton could be a starting quarterback, they would not have benched him in favor of Sam Darnold last year in the final two weeks of the season. So that's why I don't think Cam's going to come back. Does he touch another NFL field? This past season, he showed that he can sit back and be a team player, something that folks like Fitterer didn't even know he could do when he came. And there was these thoughts of what who Cam is and what's he all about. Team first guy has always said that, but yet many folks try to say that's not the case for with Cam Newton, whether it's been here in Carolina or elsewhere in the NFL. That's not the case at all. Even when he was cut in New England, he came out there and said right away that, hey, those guys could win with Mac Jones, which they did. They won with Mac and that he believes in them and he's cool with how things and he, root, he roots for Mac. So he's proved that over the last year. Now the problem for Cam, though, is the comments he made a couple days ago about women and their place and all that. And that's now been perceived to be sexist. I didn't sit there and watch the whole podcast. I saw the clip. I shook my head. I moved on. I had no interest in being part of the Cam Newton discourse with that. He doesn't play in Carolina and I don't see how it serves me any purpose to go back there and watch it and then have to talk about it. Like what's the point? I know locally in Charlotte radio did. I don't feel like that's my place to do. He's not a Carolina Panther anymore. So I didn't really want to have the conversation. And it's just all the, it's all exhausting to have these, have, have an opinion on every single thing that's said. I didn't want to do it. So that might hinder his ability to go sign somewhere else. We'll see. And then what your second question to get the most reps at edge replacing Reddick, I'd probably say Frankie Lubit. He'll get the first opportunity. I think plenty of opportunities will come also for uh, Marquise Haynes, but they've already come out and said, they being Scott Fitter and Matt Rule, that they think that he can be a starter at that outside linebacker position. He's not going to have, I doubt he has 11 sacks. I'm not going to say he's not going to have, but I doubt he'll have 11 sacks. I think he'll get the most reps there um, at all, outside linebacker replacing Hassan Reddick here in 2022. Final question here from Tony who says, hey, Julian, everyday listener, first-time question. Thank you, Tony, for listening every day. With Tepper's actions so far, do you think we could possibly be looking to transfer our love for our team to the Buffalo Bills or the Commanders since the big, rich guy seems to be acting like George Shen? What in the world? Tony, dude, no. No. Oh, hey, sure. Go check out Locked On Bills with uh, Joe Marino. Go check out Locked On Commanders, I guess it's called. Um, I forget who hosts that show. Sure, go check out those Locked On shows, but don't be a Commanders fan. I'm always going to root for Ron Rivera and hope that he has success in the NFL. Love Ron. And my dad was a, grew up a Redskins fan. Now they're no longer the Redskins. I don't think the man really even cares about the Washington football team, where the hell they are now. And I'm glad he didn't pass that sickness upon me because they were just complete embarrassment with Dan Snyder, who might be losing his team here very shortly. No, don't. No, no, no. Let's not do that. Let's not. Let's not uh, let's not go be fans of Washington and Buffalo. You already know I don't like Buffalo. I'm sick of people in Buffalo moving here. Welcome to Charlotte, though. Hope you guys are enjoying your time here and that you're being a great uh, citizen or community. And I'm trying to be welcoming, but also just no, no, no with the Bills. McDermott Bean, good job for those guys. But come on, let's not do that. Be a Panther fan. Stick with the Panthers. You can choose your own happiness. If you're not happy being a Panthers fan, no one's forcing you to be a Panthers fan. It's not like you didn't go to Carolina Panthers University. You, you don't have to be a Panthers fan. But hang in there. There are better days. When are they going to come? Not sure. But they're going to come eventually. All right, that's it here for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show. And subscribe to the show on YouTube and check us out on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Odyssey. We're on every 
one of those podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Locked on Panthers. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday answer your weekly uh, – not your weekly Julian Council questions, but your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or send in a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show from that week on YouTube, and I'll answer your question on Friday. In the meantime – have a happy Easter weekend. If that if you believe in Easter, um, and it's Passover going on as well at the same time. So happy Passover. If you believe in all that, if you don't, well, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep pounding. And I will talk to you guys uh, on Monday. Oh, and by the way, next week, I should tell you this. Like I told you the other day, Hayden Winks from Underdog Fantasy going to join us on Tuesday's show. And Trevor Sycamore, a pro football focus, formerly used to host here on the Locked On Podcast Network. He will be joining us on Thursday. So two things to look forward to next week on Locked On Panthers as we find more people to talk about the draft because it is taking so long to get here. But again, goodbye. Have a great weekend. Keep pounding. And again, I'll talk to you on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.